Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. How you doing, baseball fans? And welcome to another edition of the Gibby Show. It is our season premiere, and our show is presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of Major League Baseball and the Gibby Show. We're back for a full season of baseball coverage, giving you all the news, all the insights of the Toronto Blue Jays and everything else happening in the game we love, Major League Baseball. I'm John Arezzi, and let me introduce you to my podcast partner, the former manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, two times over 10 years, and author of the brand new book, Gibby, Tales of a Baseball Lifer, direct from San Antonio, Texas, John Gibbons. How you doing, Gibby? Johnny, good, man. It's good to be back with you. You know, we did that little preview last week, and uh, now now's the real deal. And uh, But you know what? It also tastes like Miller time. It does. Well. It does. And it is a uh, it is an exciting day for us. And, of course, we had great reaction to the preview show of the season. And now here we are uh, for the season premiere of the Gibby Show, and we're so excited about it. Uh, one thing I want to bring up first and foremost um, – it's been a very busy time for you. Next week, the book comes out, April the 4th. It's been hard to get a hold of you because you've been doing interviews every single day. I mean, how is that right off the top here? I mean, uh, the media that you've been doing has got to be reminiscent of when you were managing in the big leagues, maybe even more so. Yeah, yeah Johnny, it's been, it has been kind of crazy, you know, and uh, I, I've enjoyed it. Uh I'm not real tech savvy, as you guys know. I'm try- so to get on all these zooms or the other stuff. It's like, thank God I got my wife here, you know. But I, I'm a little bit worn out, so you know what? I just yeah. get me a Timmy Hortons in the morning, you know. And then uh, at the end of the day, man, when I'm really dragging, you know, then uh, I get me a Miller Miller Light, and there I just man, then I call it a night, and watch some baseball, or I'm watch some baseball in this next week. Yeah, it's uh, it is a big week. It's uh, opening day uh, this this week. It's happening, but uh, I do want to address one thing. A big article came out in the Toronto Sun, and it was picked up by everybody. Everybody picked up on it, and it was really about your uh, final months uh, with the organization with the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, it comes right from your book. Uh, so I just wanted to ask you about that and uh, how you feel about that uh, uh, article that came out and. Uh, because it did get picked up everywhere. Yeah, you know, John, you know, I, I didn't see it, but, you know, uh, people, some people told me about it, some people texted me. I, thought, it was, it, I, I saw that and I didn't quite understand it, you know, because it's, it's not a hit job by any means, you know, but it's just reality how it all finished, you know, and uh, like I've said all along, uh, you know, Mark Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins have done a really nice job putting together a good team, right? Great team. And, and you know what, and, and, they, and they were good to me. They let me do my job. We didn't agree on everything. We're totally different personalities in, in all in all that. Uh, but it, by no means am I taking shots at the guys. Um, I wouldn't have been their first pick. They wouldn't have been mine. You know, that's just that's just the way it is. And and uh, uh, but you know, I was a little bit surprised by that. But so be it. You know. But I'm I'm excited about the team they put put together, and, and uh, we all want to watch them. Yeah, great, uh, great team they've assembled. Uh, what a great organization, and uh, they're going to be doing big, big things this year. So uh, we're here to talk about the Blue Jays, and you wouldn't be even here on this podcast if you didn't have love in your heart, not only for the city of Toronto, but for that team that you wore the uniform proudly for all those years. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm, well, I'm I'm a Met and I'm a Blue Jay. And you know what? Just like you, you're a Met. Yeah, there you go. But I'll be a Blue Jay forever. You know what? They I, I spent most of my life, important years of my life up there. And uh, I'm very fond of the country and, and the cities and, and uh, a lot of great friends. And, yeah, so they, they mean a lot to me because, you know, in uh, you know we passed the torch. John Snyder's running now. You know, I was in, the, I'm a friend of Cito Gaston. You, you like success for the organization, you know, because they, yes. they, they were really, really good to me and the people deserve a good, good, uh, uh, a good product there. And they're, and they're getting it right now. They are. It's going to be a great, uh, great season coming up. And uh, speaking about great, we got a great show lined up for everybody today in our season premiere. We will discuss opening day for the Jays. The great finale of that World Baseball Classic. We'll be talking about that. Uh, and that incredible ending of the tournament. I can't wait to get into that with you. And our Gabbing with Gibby segment uh, is something I can't wait for when the skipper, the current skipper of the Toronto Blue Jays, John Schneider himself, will join us. And our Gabbing with Gibby segment is now being brought to you by one of your favorite places, John, Tim Hortons. We're happy to welcome them aboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm excited when, when I, knew, I knew we, we formed that partnership with them also. I used to get up every morning, you know, before during the season. I'd walk out my door of the condo I was living in, and there was one right down on the corner. And uh, I'd go hang out there, and it was it was like clockwork, you know. And uh, there's even some down here in Texas, in the Houston area. And uh, so, well, they're growing. They're growing everywhere. They're oh, so yeah. huge, and uh, yeah. everybody loves Tim Hortons. And I you know, know that. First uh, class, and we're honored to have Yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. We totally are honored to have them. So welcome aboard, Tim Hortons. Uh, happy to have you here. And, uh, John, now it's time for the leadoff. We have lots to go over. First and foremost, the Blue Jays have two more games before opening the season this Thursday in St. Louis when the Jays take on the Cardinals with your buddy, uh, the bull mentality, Alec Manoa, on the mound. How excited are you for the opening of the season and opening day with an interleague game against the Cardinals? Yeah, you know, Johnny, it's it's like I'm like everybody. I'm I'm a uh, although I'm not active in the game right now on the field, I'm still a big fan. You know, we we all love baseball. We're all following it. That's why it's so exciting. You know, to be following a really good team, right? But there's just something about the beginning, the newness of a of a new season, the anticipation. You know, all all, all the fans look look at the the moves the organizations make to make make themselves better, you know, and, and, and the Blue Jays did a lot of nice things, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's that adrenaline flowing, even though I'm, I'm not in the in the mix of it anymore. It's just it's just in all our blood, you know, and every, every baseball fan out there. So, yeah, it is kind of strange. You see him opening up in, uh, you know, St. Louis. St. Louis, uh, yeah. You know, there's a little – there's obviously there's a little, uh, you know, a, a schedule adjustment this year. It's more balanced schedule, and so everybody's going to play everybody, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah, it used to be we used to open up like in Tampa, it seemed like every year, you know. So I, I think it's kind of exciting for the game. And then they're they're heading to Kansas City right next door. Mm-hmm. And then out west, you know, give that place a little time because they got some great and exciting new uh, renovations to the stadium, you know. It makes sure every, everything's ready to go there. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, coming off a great year last year and a good year the year before. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're moving the right direction. You know the sky's the limit. They're a very talented team. They could they could go all the way and win it all, right? And so they really could. All the, yeah, all the little things it just kind of makes for enthusiasm because there's there's half the teams out there, maybe more than that, know they have zero shot. You know the the fan base is excited because they're zero and zero and they're tied for first right now. But a month from now, 
you know, that'll all change, right? But Blue Jays got a chance to to win it all. So I know that the whole country's uh, fascinated with that. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a great season, hopefully, uh, as of today, uh, as they uh, finish up their final two games of the spring. They had a good spring. They're 17 and 13. Uh, and they will be playing the Phillies today and tomorrow. And then they head uh, to St. Louis for the opener. Uh, I want to ask you specifically about a couple of guys. Uh, Vladdy, uh, who is back first base. I mean, uh, he had a remarkable and amazing uh, 2021 with 48 home runs last year. Dipped a little bit uh, to 32. I mean, he's one of the key uh, players in, in this franchise and on that field. What do you think uh, about Vladdy this year? Uh, give us your, your thoughts about Vladdy. You know, it's funny when you say dip to 32. Think about that. That's, That's a big number. Exactly. <laughs> I hit one in my career, man. He's got 32 in an off year for impossibly, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty remarkable. You know what? From day one, you know, when the kid was signed, you know, uh, every I, I got to tell you, he's one of the few guys that everybody probably envisioned this or hoping this was going to be, right? He's one of those rare camp miss you know, a the prodigal son, you know, and look at, you know, you, can't, yeah. you look at his dad, you know, it's like, he can't, he can't miss. Right. Uh, Boba Shett's another one on the team, right. That it comes from great stock, but that's no guarantee. But, but Vladdy jr. You know what? He's going to be in the running for the MVP every year. He, he should be And in, I tell you the most impressive thing, really, if you want to know is he won the gold glove last year, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. he came, he was started okay. as a third baseman and the big, the big question was, can he play over there? I would have said no. I would because in Carnacion I had similar body sizes. He started as a third baseman. He ended up moving to first in DH. And I thought that that was a smart move. But now to to really work his butt off and, be, and win the Gold Glove, and then, yeah, that's not easy to do because if there's one primo defensive position on the field. You know, there's a there's a couple of them. first base is it because you handle more throws than anybody. So it, it really says a lot about what he's accomplished and really how good an all around player he is. Yeah, the uh, Jays look for him to have a monster season this year. And then you mentioned Bo, uh, Bo Bichette, and he, of course, was a guest on this show um, uh, last season. Great guy. Uh, He just signed a three-year deal, which takes him through his arbitration year. So he's getting uh, 33.6 mil over the next three years. Should make that young man happy. Uh, Any uh, predictions about Bo? I mean, there's always been a little question mark uh, about defense, uh, but he's a spark plug. Uh, He's a, you know, he's, he's, he's a, Great player. What's your predictions for Bo for this year? Soon, I think you know. I think a Bo's got a chance to win an MVP some some year. He really does. You know what? He's that good a hitter. You you, you track his offense at the beginning of for a young man at the beginning of a career. It's incredible, right? And then of course the focus has been a little bit on his defense. You know, I guess people short sighted they forget you know that Derek Jeter when he was starting out made a lot of errors and or, or they they questioned his defense. It's it's a growing process, right? And he's gonna, uh, and yeah. you know what? You, you I guess you could, I guess you could get a Gold Glove shortstop out there that couldn't hit a lick, and you got to pinch hit for him in the fifth inning, sixth inning, every game. You know, is that what you want, or you want this guy, kid that could win an MVP and go up there get that big knock? And he's not just right. a power hitter. You know, he's just a good hitter. You know, and and, uh, and he, you know what? He's one of those guys that shows up every day. So spark uh, I'm on his bandwagon, yeah, definitely. no doubt. Another key element uh, for the Jays this year, and uh, uh, they, their team has pretty much been set. Uh, you know, just a couple of uh, decisions to make, one or two actually. And uh, and uh, right-handed reliever Mitch White looks like he's going to begin the season on the IL. 
And that opened the door. I don't know if uh, Schneider's made the decision yet, but there's been a lot of talk about uh, a guy from Canada, uh, and uh, his name is Zach Pop, ready to step in and perhaps win that last uh, reliever role on the team. You know much about Zach Pop? Well, you know, when they required him last year from the Florida Marlins, I, you know, I, I, I don't know much, but I know he's got a good arm. Perfect name, man. The dude that dude's got some pop yeah. in the fastball. Yeah. Or maybe, he might even be better if he was a position player. Pop, he's got pop in his bat. So, but he's, he's a, he's a, he's a Canadian boy that, that, uh, you know, that, that never hurts things, right? And uh, no. it'd, be, it'd be good to help promote that. But, uh, that's what it takes at times, you know, for some guys to, even though, you know, he pitched for him there last year. You know, somebody goes down and opens up a door for somebody else, and that's kind of how the game works, and that's kind of how life is, and you take advantage of it. Now the keys go out there and do your thing because, you know, they, they have a solid, really a solid rotation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, with Manoa and the Gosman, you know, and then on down. And Bassett, who they just picked up. And Kikuchi, my understanding is he's had a great camp. He's, he's kind of had a great camp. So, they, great so they're, camp. they're solid there, right? You know, they don't they – don't, uh, but you know, sometimes you got to get that ball ball to Romano at the end, you know. And so everybody's going to be counted on, especially in this day of analytics, where where, where starters don't go as long, right? Whether they're capable or not, they just don't. Um, you need you need those guys, and they get they get used so much. You know, you got to if you only have two or three go to guys, you're in trouble. I mean, look at the Yankees; they burned out their bullpen last year. They were on a historic run. They all came up lame, you know. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you know, we'll hey, talk about that, the Yankees in a second. Of I mean, Dad Green. I don't know if, if if Greeny from the Yanks, the Blue Jays. I don't know if he'll get any action this year because he had Tommy John, I believe it was. He did. Yeah, but I tell you, next couple of years, that's a great sign. You know, he's one of the top in the game. So, but they're they're loaded, man. They got every piece yeah, that you need to be. And plus, they got the experience. They've been there. They got a good leader, and they added Manningly to help stabilize some things. They got a good coaching staff, and you know what? They got some great fans, man. All across it, they got one one dog on a team in the whole country, man. You know what? You you continue to play well. You know what? You got you got some support up there. And John, I got one last uh, item to talk to you about for the leadoff, and I have to ask you about Middle Light coming aboard as our presenting sponsor. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know, and we couldn't ask for a better presenting sponsor. We really couldn't, you know. You know, beer and baseball just go together, you know, and it tastes like Miller time. It does, and we've always been big fans of Miller Lite. Oh yeah, you know what? It's it's a light beer that tastes like real beer. You know it. Uh, yeah, we enjoy it. I've been drinking that. I know you. You said you, you when you were younger, you used to drink that in college, and that was big around here growing up in Texas. Like I said, when we were legal age, and that was our go-to That's beer great. around here. Well, we're very happy to have them aboard. Yes, sir. And now it's time for the first Gabbing with Gibby segment of our new season. And what a great first guest, John Gibbons' book today. And it'll be John Schneider. That's very exciting. The current manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. We're also excited to announce that as of today, this season, Gabbing with Gibby is being brought to you by Tim Hortons. Oh, hey, Johnny. Hey, I tell you what, I love Timmy Horns, you know. And think about it, you know, after a long night of watching baseball, man, you get a, an alarm clock goes off the next morning, man, you got to grab you a big old hot cup of hot Timmy Horns. Maybe, you know, maybe a, uh, a honey crawler or something, some kind of donut to go with that thing too. So, yeah, we, we're excited, man. We're really excited. 
Yeah, and uh, Roll Up to Win is back as well at participating Tim Hortons restaurants until April the 2nd. Download the Tim's app to play with cars, cash, and millions of coffee and donut prizes to be won. You'll love your chances. Earn rolls on hot and cold drinks, breakfast and lunch items, and this year, every roll also earns an entry for a chance to win a daily jackpot of $10,000 in American Express prepaid cards. There's something for everyone, and everyone will love Tim Horton's 2023 roll-up to win. That's pretty good. Good, Yeah, nice. Are we eligible? And now it's time for the first Gabbing with Gibby segment of our new season, and what a first guest, Mr. Gibbons. Gibby is booked for the uh, season debut, uh, entering his first season as the manager of the Blue Jays, direct from the Jays spring training facility in Dunedin, Florida. Let's welcome John Schneider. John, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Likewise, John. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to doing this with Gibby here for a while, uh, but appreciate you having me on. Oh, this is hey. amazing. I mean, uh, this is such a unique experience when you have the current manager of the Blue Jays. You have the two-time former manager of, of the club here. How long have you guys known each other? How far back do you go? I don't even remember the exact date, but I was the guy, you know, trying to get my way over to big league camp as either a player or manager or coach when Gibby was here. Um, he was great to me where he kind of let me kind of come and go as I please. I felt like, but he was, you know, him, DeMarlo Hale, Brian Butterfield, you know, all these guys, Pete Walker, even at the time um, did an awesome job of including everyone. So, I mean, it probably goes back to, I don't know, Gib, maybe like 2000, Eight, nine, ten, something. I forget. But it's been a while. Yeah. Hey, well, you know what? You know what? Uh, you know, John, you live down in that area, right? I mean, that's yeah. So what would happen? Players would uh, always go down real early. That's what they do nowadays. And John was always always there. Did I call you John or Schneider? John sounds almost too official. John right? sounds weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Schneid? Yeah. So Schneid, Schneid would always be there, and the guys would come around. He'd throw BP to him every day, you know, and, and one of the few guys that do it. I mean, so it's valuable to a team. It's kind of a thankless job, but 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 I've got to preface that by saying there's there's not a better BP in all of professional baseball anywhere than than what Schneid's throw. Clayton McCullough, you and Clayton, Clayton's, Clayton might close, but he got to So anyway, so what we do is we'd start camp. And John would always throw the A group because the best players on the team always want to hit off him. They didn't want to hit on guys like me or lesser guys or couldn't throw very good BP. And then when when the camp would start to break, minor league players would show up and John was supposed to go down there with his team. We made sure that we keep him around as long as we could. And, and uh, so he's very valuable. And, and uh, I'm just proud to see where, where he is now. You know, it's uh, he's kind of got a. He's kind of got. He took a route kind of like I did, you know. We were both catchers. Yeah. You know, we both grinded trying to make it to the big leagues. You know, it, yeah. it didn't work out that way. We both got into coaching and coaching the minor leagues, and we're both catchers. And, and uh, so, so I'm proud of him. You know, he, he's uh, he, he's earned this spot. And I got to tell you, before, before I let you ramble, I'm not stealing the whole show here, dude. <laughs> I'm saying the job he did last year. I mean, everybody thinks, well, you know, they they you know he came in, the team was uh, you know in a decent spot, right? But he had a tougher job than. You know, when I took over, the team stunk. It didn't matter. You know, I took over. They fired the manager. I took over, and it didn't matter what happened, right? John had the pressure on him. He's got to he's got to redirect his team because they're sputtering. 
and you know, he's got to, he's, and he's got to move in the right direction, got him in the playoffs. And so I got to tip my hat to you, pal. It doesn't surprise me. I will tell you that though. Thank you, man. It was, I appreciate that coming from you, but it, it was, yeah, it was tough where it was, wow, overnight change. And you try to, you try to do things a little bit differently, or you try to just get the ship back on course a little bit without overdoing it and saying, I'm in charge. It was really cool that I've had relationships with a lot of the players down from the minor leagues in the last couple of years. Same with the staff too. You know, it was, it was the same guys we've been with for a number of years. So it was, uh, it was tough, but it was, um, it was fun for sure. But I appreciate you saying that it was, it was, it was a great experience. Yeah. I have a, yeah, I have a you know, it's the first, your first uh, spring training as manager this time of year. And John, you went through it for 10 years it's the end of spring training. The season's about to start. There's got to be butterflies. There's got to be excitement and anticipation. Uh, walk us through, both of you, I mean, what this time of year means to you and how it affects you mentally and what butterflies you have. I'd love to just hear your both of your perspectives as a 10-time manager and the first full season for you, John. Um, yeah, um, it's butterflies. Yeah. I think you, you want to get the season going. You want to get out of here with everyone being healthy. Um, and you just want to make sure that you you're prepared. You want that you checked all your boxes, guys know where they're going on certain plays and guys have enough at bats. And, um, you know, I think we've done a good job of really, um, kind of double checking our work to make sure that's done. So you don't hit, hit the, hit the plane tomorrow and go, oh man, we didn't do this or that. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a lot. But I think just I'm more excited than anything. I feel like we've covered all of our bases here. Um, guys are chomping at the bit, and it's a it's a bit more of a veteran group, so they they got a good feel for it too. Um, so that always helps. But I just for me, it's just making sure that everything that we wanted to accomplish, we accomplished. And I think as we're as we're talking about it as group, we said, okay, yeah, job well done. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a grind. You know, the spring training gets long. Everybody bitches about yeah. It's too long, and, and it really could be, but, you know, you got to get your pitcher working, right? Yeah. You know, uh, hey, one thing I'll say about you, Schneck, you know, just for, you know, for being a, you're very, you're a very prepared guy, right? You're very, you're very organized, you know, and you'd run things down there and, and help us out. And you know what, you got, you got these guys' confidence. That's, that's everything. You know, if these guys believe in you and they trust you, you got it. I mean, you got to, it's, it's over half the battle, right? You know, X is an O's factor in, obviously, you know, and, and you got to have the talent. But you, you, these guys know you got their back, man, and that's that's gonna that'll that's gonna be what's gonna put you over the top again, you know. Yeah, it's I, I learned that by watching you and watching you interact with players, whether they're young or veteran dudes, and just you were just so relatable, you know what I mean? And I, I think back to guys that I played for in the minor leagues, and it's just like at the end of the day, they're they're people. They just want to have a conversation, and have you be honest with them, you know. So having their back, you know going to bat form, having tough, it makes tough conversations easier. You know, at the end of the day, we're trying to win. And if you're not pissed off at me for something, if you're not playing, then I'm concerned because you want to get in there. But it's, um, I think they all know that, you know, I've known a lot of them for a long period of time, but it, Gibby, you've hit the nail on the head, man. It's strategy aside and all that kind of stuff. They got to know that you're in it with them. That's right. And, you know, I, you know, I watch some games, you know, when you, and you, and you go to bat for these guys, you argue, right. You, with umpires and all because people used to say, you know, they asked me about ejections or whatever. And I'm thinking, you know what? The number one thing, if if you want these guys to fight for you, you sure you you sure as heck better fight for them, right? That's it goes hand in hand. And and most of and you got you gotta do that. You know, when I when I was there, we had a bunch of whiners, you know. I mean, you know, Batista <laughs> Donald, so you know, you know them. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean that that was their reputation. They weren't necessarily well liked around the league, you know. 
And so the umpires couldn't stand it either. And so they would they would stick it to us as much as they could without without the videos checking. Right. But still, you know, there was clearly times they were sticking it to us. So you gotta, you know, you gotta you gotta do it. You know, that's that's part of it. That way you're all all in it. Cause the worst thing you can have happen, and I used to see it too places I played and stuff is you hear players go, hey, God, the manager on the other team, he'll fight, he fights for other guys. Our guy doesn't do nothing, you know. Oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, you know, so it's a uh, it's that's what the part of it you know exactly you don't want to be that guy it's yeah it's i remember that like everything that that hosey and eddie didn't and donaldson didn't swing out if they, it was called a strike they were they were getting pretty pissed if you're yeah. out there you're out there with an early shower in the fourth you know like every other day i got a, i got a long way to go to catch your record though i mean you're some of your ejections were pretty were pretty good no well you can't man because there's instant replay now you can't I do know, it all you can do is yell about balls and strikes now that's all you can do hey i got hey i got it i wanted to ask you this too though because they're going to make sure you got this in your deal right because the team the ball club used to pay my fines for ejections right because if they didn't you probably there would probably be less of them, right i got i just got to make sure they're still paying your fines when you get chunked if not you better make a visit to ross up there <laughs> they're they're good they take care of me i mean that's not making an everyday occurrence you know what i mean you have no, to read oh yeah but- yeah, no, they're uh, if I'm back in the players, man, they're all for it. I got you. Well, tell us how's the team look? You you feel good? Everything? Everything? Any surprises or not really? Which I think is a sign of a good camp. I mean, it's it's a cool group. It's a very unique group, man. When you look at the guys that we've had here, Bo, Vlad, Biz, Jano, Romano, this young core is they're ready to win. And then I think you you add in you know Chris Bassett, Kevin Kiermaier, Dalton Varsho, who is going to be. He's going to be a fan favorite. I mean, in a hurry. This dude is a bulldog, and he is a gamer. Um, so and he think, catches too, huh? And he catches. I mean, emergency catcher. He caught like thirty games last year, and he was. He's been yeah. doing some drills here. We're not going to seek it out, but we know we have it in our back pocket. Right. Um, you know, Brandon Belt, Eric Swanson. These dudes, they're, they're ready to win. I mean, they're here to win. Um, so yeah, we're excited. You know, I think it takes a little bit of pressure off those young cats to try to do more than what they should. Um, it allows guys like Whit Merrifield and Matt Chapman to kind of be themselves and they're comfortable after having a year under their belt. So it's a pretty cool mix of people um, and, you know, not just players. I mean, it's a it's a fun clubhouse and we're excited. You know what I mean? We're kind of we've been chomping at the bit because everyone's checking all their boxes. They're ready to roll. So it's um, we feel we feel good about it. OK, good. Well, hey, well, all right. Now with the, the the some of the rule changes, right, is that is that pretty much is that gone fine or? It's been all right. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I think the time in between pitches, you know, it kind of it kind of cuts out the, the crap, uh, you know, the game. It does speed it up a little bit. Um, the in-between inning timer stuff, it gets a little bit hairy. You know, if you're a second or two late here or if you're a catcher on the bases and you got to sprint in and sprint out, you know, we're the league has been pretty good with kind of using some feel as as spring yeah. went on. And they've, they've updated the rules a little bit. The shifting, I think, is going to be a big part of it. You know, base hits up the middle or back. You know, years uh, fast. It's just like, hey, get the pitcher out of there because we got seven infielders back here. You know what I mean? So, hey, us um, crappy hitting catchers, man. We we need some more. We got a few more hits, like you know. Exactly. I would have went from like two ten to like two two seventeen. But uh, yeah, that's better than mine would. Uh, hey, I got to ask you a question because I saw this the, the other night. Remember the in the WBC, right? Mm-hmm. The fight. You know, it was Otani versus Trout to end it all. Did you did you notice the uh, the pitch clock on that? And, and uh-huh. I know they, they they weren't using it, but that for that final at bat, the greatest at bat in the history of baseball. Right? Could you imagine if that gets crammed into t- twelve seconds? You know, you want to you want to watch that thing. You want to watch yeah. that unfold and see the gamesmanship between two of the greatest players on the planet. Yeah. Right? So it's 
Because they no. were up around 30 seconds between pitches. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. It's like, oh, gosh, we're going to have a nightmare here. I know. I know. It is, I they'll eliminate that... it. The last few innings, they'll, they'll come to say, you know what, these last seventh, eighth, ninth inning, or eighth or ninth, it, it's, you know, when they when are really drama, you know. Yeah, guys are kind of talking about it to where, yeah, we understand where the, the pace of the game is. It is better. You know, the, the three-and-a-half-hour games are kind of no more. Um, but, like, when you're when you're in that crunch time, eighth, ninth inning, and it's like everything's on the line, hey, you know, let, let's let it play out a little bit. So I they've talked about it. Even when they they put the rules into place, you know, there's – I would assume there's probably going to be some tweaks to it as it goes, maybe not this year, but in years to come. Um, but, yeah, man, it's like you got playoff game, World Series, and you got the closer out there. It's like, hey, let's let's watch this unfold. Exactly. Hey, you know what else, too, when you're managing, I would I would think anyway – you know, when the, when the, everything's starting to speed up a little bit, that they want these guys quicker. You know, there, there comes a part of your strategy sometimes when you're getting a guy going in the pen, right? And you want this yeah. guy out to slow down. He wants to slow down, you know, and the, the catcher can only go. It's like, you know, I mean, it kind of, it, it kind of, it's kind of like that, the uh, relievers, they got to throw, they got to throw more than one hitter, right? That kind of thing. Right. It's kind of messes with strategy a little bit in the game of, you know, you know, you get you get some guys for some reason you get some guy loses it quick and you want to get a guy going quick and this guy's out there. You go. It affects more than people think. I think it is. It's like how many mound visits do we have? Can we step off the rubber here? Can we call time? All that stuff is like, man. All right, hold on a minute. But I mean, me and Pete, you know, Pete. I mean, we're like obsessive about it. Oh, make sure we get down there in time. Oh, we you got to get oh, yeah. us there. It's, well, you, you know, got to be though. You got to be. It, it, but it is a thing now with the rules, especially. It's just like it ha- It happens quick, you know. I think I think having the rules in spring was good because you kind of saw how it unfolded. Even though your your bullpen scripted in spring training, but it's like, man, you got to be you got to be ahead of the game here. Yeah. Hey, well, Petey, man. Hey, Petey's good, isn't he? He's he's the best, man. He's I've known him forever. I, I just like working with him before I stepped into the role last year. Um, we did a lot of stuff together, me and him. But having him next to me in the dugout is, I mean. I couldn't ask for a better, a better guy next to me, man, just with his experiences, his demeanor. Um, he's, he's the best in the business as far as I'm concerned. Well, he, he thinks the world of you too, you know, and, and, uh, uh, yeah, so, so, so we're excited, man. So, Hey, uh, one other thing I want to talk about the kind of more of a balanced schedule, right? That's yeah, that's going to be different. I mean, I think know, it's great. Though. I mean, I don't care. People people kind of take it for granted. I think the American League East is the toughest division. You know, the National League East, Johnny will disagree because he's the he's a Met guy, right? But it's like, yeah, but but for year after year, and it, you know, the fact that you guys, you know, you got in last year, won that many games, you know, and then uh you, you look at the competition, it takes its toll on you when you play what 17 or 18 times a year. You beat yeah. you. So you're gonna have a real, a true wild card and get a true read. You gotta have you gotta be playing the same or every team about the same amount of time. Otherwise, because you get you know you get in like that central or, or some places and they have an off year and there's you know like maybe like last year the Twins about the right. only one you know right. I mean that's they can fatten up on that where you're sitting there you know grinding it out with the Yanks the the Tampa Baltimore's on the move yeah you know, it makes a difference you know so you got well I don't, it's not going to be any easier but I think you got to like that a little don't you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at, I think we were really, we were really good, I think, against Boston last year, you know, happened, happened to be really good against them. And that kind of made our season and broke their season, you know what I mean? Just in head to head. Um, And it it can happen the other way around, you know what I mean? And you're, you're playing those teams, New York, Tampa, Baltimore, Boston. It's like, damn, when, when's the, when's the break? You know what I mean? So 
it's yeah. it's tough. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out, you know, and um, you know, not just for our division, but I think, like you said, some of those other divisions where you know there's some there's some pretty big gaps between the top and bottom. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, you know what? I'm, I can't believe they got it through because the story we used to get, we used to bitch and moan about it, and you know, there, you know, there's no crying, right? There's no crying in baseball, all right? But it was like, well, the, well, the uh, all the teams in the American League East, the owners. They don't want to change it because, you know, when the Yankees or Red Sox would come to town, now the Blue Jays. Yeah, exactly. So how they got it through, who knows, man. But they did. I know. I know. They did. I know. It's uh, we were we were we were a little bit unsure about it, but it was uh, we're glad they did. Uh, hey, look, got... look, look, who, look who rolled in, Gib. Oh, my gosh. Did he look is his, he hair. his hair? Look look I thought you were retiring. <laughs> Hey, is he still getting them guys blown up at home plate? Oh, oh, he's been on a roll. He's been good. He's been good. We're a little faster than than when he was rolling around like Kendris Morales and Smokey and those guys. Uh, Hey, Louie's another one of the best, man. You guys got a good staff. How's how's Maddie Lee, man? Is that – He's he's been awesome, you know. It was yeah. it was cool. Like you know, I joke with him. You know, I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up a Yankee fan, not a Met fan, but a Yankee fan. And Donnie was like the dude, right? So he was, you know, one of my favorite players. Um, it, it's it's been cool to get to know him. And we we started talking in the off season. You know, he he leaves Miami, and it was kind of like, all right, this this could be cool. We align on a lot of stuff, and he obviously baseball lifer. Um, been in been in basically every situation, should be in the Hall of Fame as a player, you know, this I kind agree. of stuff. He's, so we're talking through it. And um, there was some initial from from people, you know, around the organization. They're like, hey, you sure you want a cat like this coming in with his background? I'm like, man, it's, it's this this is for the team. This is for this is to make us better. Um, and he's been he's been unbelievable, humble. He's trying to learn from me. He's learning things from me that I thought, like, holy cow, that's cool. And I'm learning things from him that I kind of expected to learn. Um, but right. the players more so they're they're drawn to him. I think that they, it's a great sounding board for those guys to have. You see him and Bo, they're like inseparable in the dugout talking hidden. Um, nice. But it's it's been it's been a really cool, you know, different voice is cool. A guy with like instant credibility is, is great. Um, so picking his brain on things like that. I mean, you can't ask for a better setup. He's been he's been tremendous. Yeah, you know what he, he's. You know, I, I I don't I don't really know him. I met him a couple times and, and just talked to him briefly. Just a class act, you know. He impressed. I was I was a big fan. You know, I watched him and Keith Hernandez when he was the first base. The two got New York guys, you know, and the two the two primos, right? Right. And I thought, you know what? So when you guys hired him, I thought that's a good move because Donnie, from my impression and whatever I hear about, is just a good guy. He's humble. He's and he and he want he's a, he loves to help. You know, that's he's that's what I always heard. So. And that's you hit the nail on the head. And he's he's like a coach at heart. We were talking about it in the offseason. Like, I think out of the manager role, I mean, you see him, he's like every day with Vlad at first. He's in the cage. I mean, he's he's grinding. He he appreciates that the work part of it. So uh, but yeah, man, just like steady Eddie, you know, class act. He's you know, he's been doing it for a while for a reason. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Vladdy, Jr., I tip my hat to you guys, man. Gold glove last year, huh? Hey, Louie, I should bring Louie back in. I mean, we, we Louis, were. Hey, Louie, he, he don't mess with the corner guys. He just messes with. He, he, <laughs> exactly. He's he the guys. Vladdy, I mean, a credit to him, you know, coming up as a third baseman and like, you know, we were kind of like, okay, it's that may be a stretch. And then moving to first and we said, okay, there's there's some real opportunity here. He works his ass off. I mean, the work that yeah. he puts in defensively is, is pretty cool and it, it translates into games. Um, 
the work he's done this spring training, I mean, he he's on a mission. I mean, he is as focused as I've ever seen him in every phase of the game. Um, he's healthy. Yeah, his knee, knee's fine. He's good. Um, he's playing. He's playing today, playing tomorrow. You know, he's good to go. But, um, man, he he works. And it, it's awesome to see him kind of get rewarded for it. Yeah, you got you got a good bunch, man. You're leading the way. Hey, before we let you go, because we know we got work to do, you got work to do. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about your your uh, not only your you uh, your good manager on that field, man. You're leading in a, a big time leader, right? Off the field, dude, you're like a paramedic or something. <laughs> All right. So the story. So this is like I was talking to someone. It might have been like Hazel. I think we're talking to Hazel. She's asking about dinner places and. And I said, oh, this place. And I said, hey, fun, funny story. I said, I, I did the Heimlich maneuver at that place a couple of weeks ago. Like some dance or something. And it was like, it was right place, right time. This lady's just like standing up. And I'm like, she, I was there with my wife. And I'm like, I think she's choking. So I kind of wandered over and no one at her table was doing anything. So I kind of went into like, hey, I think I learned this back in, in middle school or, or grade school and kind of just did what I thought was right. And, oh, and it worked. But um, the best part was the restaurant gave me a free beer. I was like, one? One beer? What, what is this? Oh, no kidding. We're crying out loud. <laughs> free beer. <laughs> but right place, right time, I guess. Right place, right now, time. Hey, Johnny, you know, we, we laugh and have fun. You know what? That's uh, that's, that's, pre- that's pretty awesome. You know, because if I if I was in that situation, I don't know what I'd do. I don't even know. I've never, I've ne- I didn't learn how to do it. But I'm thinking to, to react and calm. It's kind of like you as a manager, I can tell right there. I mean, no, no. I guarantee you there was no panic. Right. Most guys, most guys, I don't, most people, uh, probably me too, would go, what do we do? What do we do? You know, in, in the, so dude, man, hey, good. There's your civic, civic duty, but for crying out loud, one beer, that's all you got to, anyway. But that don't matter. It was lunch. It wasn't dinner. It was lunch. So one would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, that's awesome. Good for you, man. Thank you. Hey, John, that question. I mean, uh, yeah, spring training is uh, about over, getting ready for the season. Who stood out to you? I mean, which young guy stood out? Like, who made a really big impression on you that may not be ready for this uh, season? But uh, who who did it for you this year? There were some young pitchers in camp. I mean, I think we all kind of heard about Ricky Tiedemann, you know, big left-handed prospect. I mean, he's he's the real deal. Um, the kid that started a couple of days ago, Sim Reverse, young kid, right-hander. Um, these these dudes are impressive. Not just stuff, but like sitting and having conversations with them about their expectations and their routines. It's like, wow, for, for 21 year old kid, you know, I mean, they're, they're pretty dialed in. I mean, they, they jump out. Um, I, I think from our team though, too, like guys that have been here that are just hitting the ground, like Boba Shed stuck out. I mean, Vladdy stuck out, you know what I mean? Like the guys that you think would, but I mean, just the, their demeanor coming into camp was something different than I've ever seen. Um, so that kind of stuff, you, you kind of look back and go, all right, man, they're, they're ready to have a, have a big year. But um yeah, this, but the young guys that are coming, it's been um, it's been nice to see them kind of you know in game action. What about uh, Bassett? Oh man, Bassett! I mean, you ever want to talk? You ever want to get him on a podcast? He could talk for about two hours because he's he's a baseball junkie. <laughs> I mean, he is. He we, we heard about him. We was like, all right, obviously great pitcher. Um, kind of had to reinvent himself, but great teammate and unbelievable competitor. I mean, I, I'm going to have a tough time taking the ball from him, but. He is, he's done such a good job in a short amount of time of really fitting in, um, helping guys like Alec Manoa, um, helping younger relief pitchers. I mean, he, he'll sit there and talk the game for hours. Um, so he's kind of been as advertised to where you know exactly what you're going to get when he's out there. And Gibby knows that's just like the ultimate comfort factor as a manager. You know what I mean? You put that guy out there and you're like, you know what you're getting. 
Um, and Bass has been that way. He's just been, he's been a total professional um, and really, really rubbing off in the clubhouse. Yeah. I was so impressed with him last year with the Mets. He was just incredible focused. And when you gave him the ball, he was the most reliable pitcher on the staff yeah. last year for the Mets. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing, you know, crazy. He doesn't jump out of you with Velo and all this stuff, but I mean, he is reliable is such a good word. Like, you know, you're getting five or six quality innings every single night. And if he's dialed in, he's going more, but it's um, it's it's cool to have that guy kind of be a stabilizing force. Hey, well, you guys made some great moves, man. You you, you balanced out your roster. I know you, there was talk, you know, you want to get some little more left-handed in there. You know, we we went through that. You know, it's tough sometimes when you get so many good right-handed hitters. It's still exactly. a tough lineup, but it, you right. you make it when you're so right-handed dominant, you make it so much easier on the opposing team coming in there. They can just run. They just unload their bullpen right-handers against you because there's exactly. only maybe one or two lefties anyway. So. And and some and some pretty good uh, you know some pretty good additions today. So so we're hey we're all looking forward to it, Johnny. I just wanted to tell you thanks for coming on, pal. We're proud of you, man. And uh, you know what? Just keep sticking that chest up. And remember, have Pete Walker. Pete, you know, because Pete used to. I don't know if he's still doing it. I mentioned this to somebody that was my Noah last year. So Pete would used to sit on that next to next to me. He'd be over there like, Pete, you hyperventilating? What what are you doing, man? Relax. This is out of your control, man. You you've been working with this guy. He's out there, oh, man, with in the in the lion's den, man. Just just watch it and smile. But he used to, to, Yo, to you, ask him about it. We used to laugh about that. that. You told me that last year. You reached out when I got the job, and you're like, "Hey, make sure Pete's not hyperventilating next to you. He's he'll get he'll get going. He like he's on the mound again." I was I was giving him crap, but I forget what game it was. But I was like, "Hey, man, keep me warm me about this. You're you're a mess right now." But he's. He's uh he's awesome. We have fun with it. But um, thank you for having me on, Gibby. I, I could sit here and talk to you all day, man. And again, I want to just say thank you for for how you treated me, man. When you were here in this spot, it's it's um it's cool to be here now in this spot. Um, but you know, love being around you, and you know, can't say thank you enough for how you treated me. Well, Johnny, it's easy when guys are good guys and hardworking guys. And you know what? And they they got everybody our best interests at heart. And, and we appreciate you. And you know, we're sitting back here wishing you the best of luck. You know, go go do your thing. And like I said, she keeps sticking that chest out, man. Right. You know, and uh, that's right. Exactly. All right, pal. We're proud of you, man. Good luck. Thanks. Have a great you. season. All right. Thanks, guys. That was Gabbing with Gibby, brought to you by Tim Hortons. And Gibby, what a great interview that was with John Schneider. Great guy. Yeah, you know, hey, Johnny's good, man. You know, he's he's the Blue Jays are in good hands. They really are. He proved that last year. Players love him. They'll fight for him. You know what? He's he's paid his dues. He's an ex catcher. That always helps. Uh, yeah, and I'm proud of him. You know, I, I know him. I'm, we, we, we wish him well. And, uh, I think they're going to have a great season. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. And uh, I do want to remind everybody the Gibby Show is presented by Miller Lite. And now something new, inspired by our friends over there at Miller Lite. I thought we'd do a little roast and toast for the week. It's just something that Miller Lite, uh, uh, they do in their messaging. And uh, for you, John, what was your roast of the week? You know, John, when I was watching that, you know, we got all excited about the WBC in the, the final at bat, uh, Otani versus Trout, right? Mm-hmm. And it was historic, and it just kind of was a perfect ending to a great tournament and all that. But did you notice the pitch clock on that thing? You know, I, I don't, don't think they were following those rules, but – no. 
you know, it was, it was probably up around 30 seconds for in between pitches, you know, but, but the drama, that's what people love. You know, we want to try to drum up interest in the game. That's what they want to see. So ideally I would love to see maybe can the pitch clock in the seventh, eighth, ninth, ninth innings, at least the eighth and the ninth, you know, um, it'd be it just because that's where the game happens. It's, it's won and lost. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, put it at the end of the game, let the guys, you know, there's drama, and the game's on the line in those late innings. So definitely agree with you there. And what about your um, uh, toast of the week? Who are you toasting this week, John? Well, still WBC on a good note, though. You know what? Uh, you know, you look at the success of it, the response around the world. The, uh, uh, there was some great ball played, and there was some dramatics, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's been uh, – it's really good for the game. I, I had to question some things about the injuries and things like that. Maybe you can't do anything about that, but uh, – it was a boom for the business in, in the baseball around the world. It sure was. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, roast and toast, and uh, maybe we'll do that again in future episodes here at the Gibby. Well, yeah, well, now we got a toast with uh, Miller Lite, by the way. We got it because yes, it tastes like Miller time. That's exactly right. It certainly does. And, John, before we wrap it up, I want to get your predictions for this 2023 upcoming season. Who are your picks? Well, Johnny, I'm going to go Blue Jays in the East, White Sox in the Central, and the defending champions down there in Houston, all right, out, out West. I'll leave the, uh, the the wild cards up for grab right now because the, the, the biggest feat is to win that win your division outright, you know. Yes. And then you flip it over and go in the National League. I got to go with the Braves, the Cardinals, and I think the Dodgers are going to edge out at the Padres, you know. I, I just uh, – that, that's what my – my gut tells me, you know, because they got the, I think, I think the, you know, as talented as the Padres are, I, th- I think the, the Dodgers just expect to win. Yeah. Uh, any uh, prediction for world series matchup? Oh, this going to be the blue Jays and the Braves, man. My two, my, my last two employers and I might even go to a game. You might even go to a game. Uh, I tell you, I'm right there with you, though, uh, in both uh, American and National League. I predict the Blue Jays, the White Sox, and the defending world champion Houston Astros in the AL. I predict the Atlanta Braves, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dude, I do- hey, great minds think alike. Exactly. But I, uh, but, but I am going to change, uh, you know, my opinion for the World Series because I think the Mets are going to sneak in on one of the wild card spots and then they're going to catch fire. And then the World Series this year is going to be the New York Mets against the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, ooh, be a good one. Be a good one. Uh, I, I'll go to one of those games for sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those are our predictions. Yeah, just as long as everybody, everybody, everybody doesn't think we're being homers here. You know, the Blue Jays are that good. They could win it all. John, I've become a Blue Jays lover. I mean, I've been following the team since you've been there. And every year I get more into them. And this year, especially, what an exciting team. I can't wait for the season. I am a Blue Jays fan, my friend. And uh, I I love watching that team. A lot of energy. Uh, And uh, we'll have more energy next week right here. I know you're going to have a busy week because this bad boy comes out on April the 4th. So uh, uh, you can pre-order Gibby. Tales of a Baseball Lifer, Amazon.com, Indigo, wherever you get your books, it's going to be a big seller. And, John, you're going to be heading up to Toronto to promote this book. There will be appearances that we'll announce. 
I know Costco is in to do some, and we're talking to other folks as well. So you will be heading up to Toronto, and you'll be meeting the fans up there as well. And we'll give uh, everybody more information on that on the next episode. So until next week, baseball will be in full swing. My name is John Arezzi for John Gibbons at The Gibby Show. Have a great week, everybody. And let's go, Blue Jays, and let's go Mets.